Hi, this is Senior Esteban from the Idiot Section, and you are listening to another great product from the Four Eyed Radio Network. For more information, visit foureyedradio.com. America Joy Print Shop, official sponsor of the Four Eyed Radio Network. Business cards, flyers, posters, banners, cut vinyl, car wraps, and more. Visit americajoy.com for more information. Tell them the fern sent you if you know what's good for you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Arcade Bros. I am Player One, Stevo, along with Player Two, Kyle. And this is episode 33. We're finally hitting big strides. Big strides. Um, before we get started, you can find us at www.arcadebros.com, part of the 4i Radio Network. Uh, for more uh, Fern information, you should check out 4iradio.com. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, uh, BlackBerry Podcast, Mirror Guy, Mixcloud, Double Twist, and simply type in Arcade Bros and enjoy. Obviously, Steve is having a stroke. That's probably because you had a stroke of luck playing Um, something. So, again, um, obviously, if you need to, uh, some of our sponsors, uh, if you want to go to buy some stuff from Amazon.com, you don't go to Amazon, you go to thesasquatch.net, click on the Amazon banner, and shop like you normally would, and we'll get a little taste if you do. Uh, uh, Kyle and I will start off our new segments before we get to what we've been playing and everything like that. Uh, Do we have any shout-outs this week? Actually, let me check. I didn't know. Oh, that's all right. I'll keep you guys entertained. So, um, Kyle and I just got done. Uh, Kyle watched me. I finally downloaded the early access demo to The Last of Us, is the <laughs> upcoming <laughs> game in uh, June, with um, <clears throat> Naughty Dog uh, producing. Uh, Graphic-wise, it's a beautiful-looking game. Uh, I can see if people just played the demo, they might be a little like annoyed because it really doesn't give you that much to go off of, but it's actually still a pretty good uh, game. It's very simple controls, very easy to use and stuff like that. Um, I did get my ass handed to me by a bunch of infected. Kyle enjoyed watching me. It was hilarious because I just kept, it was all due to that stupid pipe. Yeah, the damn pipe. Have I not picked up a pipe, I'd be alive at this moment. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it was really fun. So I'm looking forward to when this game comes out. It should be the uh, blockbuster um, hit, I believe, of the summer. But you did tell me there is a game uh, coming out that is also a um, zombie survival game. Banana the Republic. So, um, yeah, that one is called, I believe, State of Decay. Okay, State of Decay is the name of the game. Um, we do have a video of it that we'll post on the Facebook and stuff. It actually was given to me by Darren Claypool, who worked for, uh, or still does, actually, Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2. He's oh, a level cool. designer, creator on that. So he actually had friends who made the State of Decay. And there's a video out with people reviewing it and playing it, and it does look really cool. It's going to definitely be one of those like kind of diamonds-in-the-rough kind of games where you're going to 
why everyone's going to rush out to play Last of Us, and this might get kind of found later. And mm-hmm. I think it would, like they said in the video, it would do a lot better if it was like almost like a summer sale. Yeah. Like they do on Xbox Live, because you'll be able to download it and play a demo out uh, probably by June 5th, I believe. Is oh, what they okay. Said. Um, but yeah, it's it looks pretty good. Like there's a lot of like third person play. Uh, there's a lot of searching and survival. There's a lot of influence you have on other characters and players. Um, and then on top of all that, there's uh, where I guess you also have the ability to either rush through finding items, so you can like see a bag and like try to ruffle through it using stamina. Yeah. Or you can go slow, and of course, either way, if you go fast, you could go so fast that you alert the zombies where you are. And if you go slow, you can also alert the zombies of where you are because they'll see you and they'll come up behind you and uh, try and take you out. Okay, I get what you're saying. So, um, we'll have a link to that on our uh, arcade bros, I think, and all that fun stuff by the uh, time this lunch. Okay, that's fine. Um, but um, as Kyle uh, is trying to get the special shoutouts going, pretty good. Um, we'll also like to remind you of another sponsor we have is Stamps.com. Uh, Stamps.com. Go to sociallyawkwardstudios.com, click on the Stamps.com banner, and sign up to get a great deal on postage you can print at home. You get a free scale, plug that into your PC, put your stuff on it, tells you what exactly you owe price-wise, and then boom, stick those stamps on never have to deal with going over the uh, postal uh, price again or under the postal price and having it returned to you. And then you can also call for pickup service as well with this feature. So definitely check out stamps.com. Only uh, just click on the banner on the sociallyawkwardstudios.com. Thanks so much. We uh, did have a few shout-outs this week, nothing major. Just well, we did of... we did have that huge uh, blowout this weekend, of, last weekend of Comic-Con. Exactly, and that's kind of why I think our show aired, and we gave our shout-outs on the on the folks of that uh, Lost Podcast. We had a lot. We had, like, over 13 people. Yeah, over 13. So, so this time we actually have 12A Pro, uh, Productions, who's another show on our network. Yes. Uh, at 12A underscore Productions. Uh, they basically gave us a nice little uh, tweet on Friday telling us, uh, into all things gaming, midnight game releases, there are there are your guys. These are your guys. Check out their... Po- Let me start over. Into all things gaming, midnight game releases, these are your guys. Check out their podcast, Arcade Bros. And then, of course, they hashtag the fern. Uh, we also had Han Jickersons or Hick or at Hick all day mm-hmm. uh, told us to check us out our show he's told us to check out the Buzz show his show uh, PTWR uh, he told us to check out actually Giant and of course us very nice uh, Weed Educate and Straight Out Austin also retweeted us in some regards uh, looks like we also have Beyond the Gamer we're added to their gaming uh, geeky gaming list oh cool at Beyond the Gamer so there's continued support we appreciate that and then one of our new supporters at Andrew Joel, I want to say J U H L, is also a new supporter of ours, so we thank them as well for supporting. Very nice. So, um, before we blow into our what we're playing this week, uh, Kyle, how did you enjoy uh, the Phoenix Comic Con last weekend? Phoenix Comic Con was so good. When I went to the bathroom, I met Will Wheaton. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Okay. But yeah, I met him. Uh, Comic Con was fun. Got to talk to a few old friends like Tavis Maiden and Jack Crawford. It was good seeing them and catching up. Um, and then I got to meet some new friends. I got to meet uh, Annabelle Martinez, uh, who I talked to. She was actually interested in a position at Mooney Studios a while oh, back, but I didn't nice. have any. So, of course, now she's blown up with a lot of the Mass Effect art that she does. I oh, got a really nice. cool uh, print of hers. Yes, you were showing me some it's of that. Like you also a had a, uh, yeah, the Metroid print. That's what you were showing me, which was yeah. really unique. I really enjoyed it. Which that. was a big seller, I guess, for her. She did a new print for that was a Mass Effect only 
for Comic Con. She said that one was smelling, uh, selling very well. I was like, smelling Smel- very it's well. It's a scratchings name. Yeah, it scratch smells like. It smells Street. like Commander Shepard. Shepard's underpants. Uh, but yeah, and then also her Metroid uh, prints was doing a lot very better cool, this year. Very cool. So I got to meet her. I got to meet uh, a few people doing like the uh, uh, Star Trek stuff. I met uh, Alan, uh, Steve Moore, and I met uh, Mike Mignola, Ooh. and a few other people. So that's I, the one guy. Really well. That's the one guy. Every time I went to his booth, he was away, so oh. I never got a chance to see him. I really wanted to get like a kick-ass um, Hellboy print from him, but he sadly did not like me Ooh. and never met me. But, uh, yeah, Comic-Con was really good. Uh, next year was going to be even bigger. Uh, we're planning on having a booth, and there's going to be a couple more of the shows represented there. So uh, hopefully we get in contact with everybody from the Fern Network, and we can, you know, adjust onto that one. So without further ado, uh, what uh, <clears throat> what are you playing this week? What are, what's new? What's old? What's uh, blue? Uh, SpaghettiOs. I'm playing right now. I'm still playing Reach. Okay. I started delving in more into that. I got maybe another hour into it. I uh, have still the same thing. We're just there. Covenant's starting to come out. We're starting to kind of take things out. Uh, it's, it's basically the second part where basically you kind of fly in and you com- you're coming upon, I guess, a base already under attack. So okay. then you're just kind of like the next ship in, kind of like just trying to take out some of the, the fodder. Yeah, I'm sure. So. It's been a while since I've played Yeah, it's like Reach. the third or second level where you okay. just kind of show up. So still playing that. I haven't really played much else of anything else. Uh, and I'm only playing this like off and on. So. Yeah. It's, How about uh, yourself, Steve? Uh, well, I've dived into, I played a little bit of Donkey Kong Returns 3D, which oh. is the basically the uh, port over of Donkey Kong Returns for the Wii. On the 3DS, it works like 10 times better than the uh, Wii controller one because you have to sit there and not shake your DS all over the place and stuff like that. Um, So it's a very enjoyable game. Again, still playing Tomb Raider. I know people are like, haven't you finished this yet? I heard she grows into the tomb. So, um, yeah, I still got to finish that. But another game I found uh, for really cheap, and I highly recommend it for people. If you can find it used, get it off of Gamefly or whatnot. It's a very underrated game. It kind of came and it went, and no one really gave it much thought. But Sonic Generations. Now, this is supposed to be the anniversary, I believe, of Sonic being 25 years old. And basically what happens, the concept of the game is... Sonic, um, there's the new Sonic, and then there's the old Sonic, which we grew up with. And the uh, there's, like, this time kind of, like, lap thing going on right now. So it's, like, two of the, like, time periods have kind of combined. So you actually go through the same level twice, but in two different acts. So act one is you play as Sonic from the original Sonic the Hedgehog, and everything's side-scrolling, and everything's, like, you know, a unique background, and it's very cool looking and stuff like that. And then you go into act two, where you play as how Sonic games are now, where you're, like, following behind Sonic, and then he goes into two side-scrolling, and back and forth again, and stuff like that. But a really fun game. It really is, like, very nostalgic. It takes you back into, like, the old, like, levels. Uh, The old music is redone, you know. There's the old characters, new characters. So it's very fun and unique. It's just surprising that this game kind of came and went and no one really was like, oh, it's. A, I mean, it's a really fun game. If you're a huge Sonic the Hedgehog fan, I highly recommend it. It's. It makes you. It basically makes you wish they would go back and remake Sonic the Hedgehog one, <laughs> and uh, just throw that into like you Complete know, the with new... Urkel voiceover. Yeah, got a speed key. Chilly now. Up, over, and gone. But uh, yeah, so that's what I've been playing this week. Nothing. Uh, nothing too new. Nothing too major until. Uh, Probably next week and stuff like that. So, um, without further ado, we got some gaming news. Uh, Minecraft creators create a new card game for online scrolls. What is this all about, Cal? Yeah, their new game is called Scrolls. It's basically an online version of Magic. 
like Magic the Gathering, because Magic you can play online, but it doesn't do it like as well as this does. Okay. There's actually like people and action. There's things that like you throw a card down, and the character on screen will move and do the actual moves. Like you you say, oh, I use this plus this thing, and he'll do it. Okay. Uh, it's different because a lot of people were expecting from Minecraft, like maybe more Minecraft stuff. Yeah. Where they're still developing that. I mean, they're going to continue working on Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft it's... is like a no-brainer with all the stuff people have made. Like exactly, done, like, it's just going to keep so, growing. Yeah. So they've come out with a new game, and they talked about it a little bit in this documentary I watched that was on uh, Penny Arcade. Oh, okay. Penny Arcade did this little clip about Minecraft and why it blew up and where this guy has done, and they were working on scrolls at that time. And he says he's not sure how people were going to take it so a lot of people right now are reacting to it either good or bad they're either like oh it looks really cool something that maybe they're not used to seeing uh from uh, a developer uh, such as minecraft yeah but it does look neat and it's cool to see that the company grew too like minecraft came out and i think they had maybe five or six people working for them mm. and now with the new game scrolls out there's literally about 30 or 40 people working for their company so oh, crazy it's good to see like them just continuing to grow and scrolls does look good so if you can check it out we'll put a link up of the clip and you can make your yeah it looks really cool it. i'm looking at the pictures now of it and stuff like yeah, that it's, it's very well unique. designed it looks like there's different characters you can choose it looks like there's uh you know you're going to be able to trade cards with friends and stuff oh online. okay so cool. you're, as you win battles you'll be able to earn cards and the, if you have duplicates or combined cards you can change them up so very cool very cool that was like pretty neat okay and now uh what was his next story coming up the uh i was at the frontiers no not the, the is this one? is the zero gravity game yeah this is one i was telling you about now remember there was a knight's game that i was telling you or basically you play as like a knight from like medieval times. yes but it's set into zero gravity Yes. Which means, like, if you jump, it's like tribes where you're just like, Oh, okay, mm -hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, and there's a video of it. It's, like, hilarious. Because basically, yeah, you play as, like, an archer or, like, a, a swordsman, like, of a crusade, like, of, like, ancient Rome, ancient, like, e European, like, battle, citadel okay. battle. So you have these kingdoms, and basically it's, like, red versus blue, and they have, like, the red ones and the blue ones, and you come at each other. But, like, you could be, like, midair, and you're coming down on a guy with an axe. Mm -hmm. You can knock people up into the And they're just like, Whoa! Oh, that's awesome. So, like, it's going to be multiplayer. Like, up the oh, very it cool. It looks very really cool. cool. So, that one's that's coming out that's the, that they had announced a while back. What is that going to be uh, released on just PC, online I think play? right now it's PC and app-based. So, if you have, like, a tablet and stuff, you should be able to play it. Uh, but I haven't really heard much of, like, if it's coming out for consoles. But Chivalry is the game. Zero Gravity looks like a lot of fun. And mm. there's definitely clips of it, and you should watch it. Take some time and check it out. Yeah, it looks interesting. We should definitely... Uh... <laughs> Play some clip. Okay, play you, clip, I, I just saw this thing. I was kind of, I was kind of curious what it was. Uh, you said, uh, what? Who's that Poco? Who's ah! that Poco? Whoop! This was actually on Kotaka the other day, where basically you can go to a website, mm -hmm. you could choose a Pokemon and combine it with another Pokemon, and it will generate you the sprite based on those comparisons. So right here we had a Venomoth and a Golbat, and it became a Venobat. Yeah, you can see clearly how it's made the. Some different concoctions. Some of them are pretty funny. Like I did an uh, one the other day. I did the uh, uh, what was it? The Arbok and something. And it came out with like yeah. So like here's Nidobok. <laughs> was it a Nidorina and yeah. an Arbok? And it makes it and it just. I mean, I, I just did the uh, Sand Slash and a Gyarados, and you get a Sandos, and it's just hilarious. It's basically the Gyarados body with just like the slash slash head. Yeah, it's like they like j one I did the other day was I did a uh, Bulbasaur and uh, Jigglypuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, yeah, that's all they do. <laughs> but it looks hilarious. Yeah. And so there's this whole site with somebody doing that kind of stuff. And then uh, uh, you can do, like, the board basically, yeah, they'll take like, the head and the colors and they'll kind of mix it up a little bit. But for the most part, they're just combining, like, the body of one and the head of the other. 
Um, it was actually pretty funny. Uh, my favorite is the Pikadu, and it's basically the Dodo, and they just basically swapped one head out and just put the Pikachu face <laughs> on it in the middle. Yeah. So, yeah, this guy wrote this script about it, and, oh, yeah, like the Diglett. He has a Diglett with a Pikachu body. Yeah. It's pretty funny. You can just do randomize, and it'll just randomly do different ones. Here's a monster. It's a Machamp and a Pinsir. <laughs> like it's just like nah. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. It's something fun if you have some time to kill, just check them out. And if you remember those classic like Pokemon, it, it does a decent job. Like there's obviously some pixels that just they don't mesh well together. Yeah. But for the most part, you'll have a lot of fun just seeing like all the different combinations of if yeah. Here's a Dugong and a Magnemite. Yeah. I mean like how awesome is that? The Dumite. <laughs> it's just like it's what? Just the like, hell? Yeah. Oh yeah, I just got the Electrobock. Yeah. It's just like the. It's pretty funny. So you sit there, and there's a lot of been a lot of fan art of people saying like, "Well, what if the Pokemon met this Pokemon and did this and did that?" So it's kind of neat to see the uh, the changes of these classic. You know, yeah. Here's a Magic Crow, Spear Crow with a Magic Carp. Oh, my favorite is out. the Meowth and the Nine Tails. I just was put together. Oh, that's meowth, awesome! Yeah, that's like, right. He's got all these tails on his face. Uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, we'll post this onto the a Magic Carp uh, for the win. Magic Carp with anything so far has been hilarious. <laughs> I'm gonna post this onto the Facebook page. Magic choice. This is awesome. Is... <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah, it's just random. Uh, uh, pretty funny stuff. So yeah, definitely I'm gonna post it onto the Arcade Bros. Uh, yeah, no, it just was announced on uh, Kotaku just a couple days ago, so you can find. So it it's pretty funny. It's pretty amusing. If you if you're bored at work and you got nothing to do, just. Yeah. I mean, you know, you should be working, but who cares? So some of the other stories that were coming out, especially with the release of the new Xbox One, a lot of people still have a lot of questions about mm-hmm. it. And obviously, we won't know all the details till possibly E3 or maybe even yeah. further on when they'll have all the details before, uh, you know, such as cost, what their gimmick is with the used games. And a lot of people are basically, what I've discovered, Forbes had an article about it, basically... It's not just so much that the game developers get their piece of the pie, but also so Microsoft wants in on the used game action. And that's what really boils down to is the used game market is anywhere between, I believe they said, 6 to $7 billion, which is why like you saw Best Buy jump on that bandwagon with yeah. trading your games. GameStop's been prone for that. Like It's a huge money-making industry. And so what they really discovered is to get people to develop for their systems, I think what they're starting to do is pitch them like, well, obviously when a system, game comes out, they make their money on the games being sold. So yeah. like Midnight Release, Bioshock Infinite, they knew how much they were going to make off of their title yeah. that night. Like that was it. They knew by those numbers and by the gross of the sales well, that week, they also, knew kind of what they were going to be making. And a good example, I mean, there's certain franchises that you know that people are always going to do a Midnight Release, Call of Duties, uh, Battlefield. You know, these are these are big, big uh, franchises that people, you know, as soon as they announce... Oh, this is what you're gonna get. People are like, okay, I'm already reserving my exactly. Copy, so. Like they already know what they expect. They expect certain things from a title, so they know that there's you kind of give and take. You're gonna get a little bit and give a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people like were like, well, what's up with arms about like the whole idea of like, well, if I give you a game to borrow, yes, mine gets deactivated and you have to pay a fee just to play it. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are up in arms about it. But they're trying to say, well, what it is is it's because we don't. It's basically because of piracy too. And yeah. that's what I'm getting annoyed with, too, because even piracy, even if, like, let's say Modern Warfare comes out and it sells 30 million copies and let's say, like, 10 million of those are pirated. Yeah. A lot of times, nine times out of ten, those pirated copies don't work after a while, after updates and after, 
you know, the initial yeah. game comes out. So eventually they have to go out and buy it anyway. So by the time they go out and buy it, they're getting it at a used store yeah. for cheaper. So it doesn't really matter about the piracy. It kind of comes with the territory. Like, unfortunately, in this day and age, that comes with the territory. That's true. There's people who pirate comics. There's people, people who pirate, pirate movies, music, music everything. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of comes with the territory. And people who are really, truly fans of something or really enjoy it will go out and buy it. Like, this is, yeah. they've proven that. That without a shadow of a doubt, people go out and buy it. So to me, I would really like to think that the best system in place is this. Make the 360 or the Xbox One backwards compatible so you can play your old games with it because that's something else they hadn't talked about. Yeah, that's the one thing they really... Don't really... charge me a fee for trying to share how great a game is with somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, reward the people buying the games by giving them exclusives then. And make them exclusives. You bought the game at 60 bucks a pop, I'm going to give you four out of the five DLCs for free and everybody else will have to pay for it if they buy it at the later You know, date. I kind of like that idea and actually I think and you can do it with this day and age especially since everybody has an Xbox Live account, a PlayStation Network account, you know, a Wii U account and stuff like that, like, they can track, oh, this person bought this game, this person, you know, you get, like, a season pass thing, you get all these kind of things, and they can keep track of, I mean, Xbox sends me emails every week, you know, because they keep track of my games and stuff like that, so it's kind of like, yeah, these people be like, oh, hey, he bought the game right when it came out, you know, let's, you know, reward these people, let's do this, let's do that, so, you know, I think it's a good way of actually getting people, now, granted, yeah, there are some games that people are not going to go out and buy right away, because, you don't know how good that game is going to be. Yeah, and that's why a lot of people like us sometimes wait till a game comes out, see the reviews, and then we go to a GameStop or a store where we can get it either new at a cheaper price because it's already made its money, yes, or used at a GameStop when somebody else has played it, beaten it, and has gone on to the mm-hmm. next title. And that's how the system works, and that's why it works beautifully. And I just I find it ridiculous that these big big companies that made their money you got 60 bucks for that title that day that was your money like that's how much you wanted to charge for it that was your money anything after that if i sell it to you for 10 bucks or if somebody buys it at gamestop and resells it for 30 40 bucks that's them that's for them to labor it to hold it on the shelves to try to resell a product that's already been used and been sold i mean like it's genius in the sense that those games can continue to generate profit but in the fact that you've initially gotten the full value for that game somewhere. Yeah. Someone bought it initially, played it, and then traded it in somewhere else. So you've gotten the 60 bucks. Like, I'm sorry, like, done deal. You got what it was worth when it first came out. See, and the thing is, is like, if you really want it to be like that, if you really just want us, okay, I buy the game, it's my game, yada, 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 then you know what? Give us the biggest maximum hard drive as possible and just make everything a downloadable content game. Do that. Or make all the games $10. I don't have no problem if I have to give it to you and say, oh, but sorry, you have to pay 10 bucks for it, then that's fine. Then it's on your system for the life of the system. Yeah. And it's 10 bucks. And you just charge everyone $10, and you'll make a hell of a lot more profit in that regards because you'll be able to pass it along, but you will not initially sell as many copies. Mm-hmm. Because you know what it will do? 100,000 people will go out, buy the game, and then just trade it with all their friends. And then everyone just pays 10 bucks as opposed to 60 and there you go. But when you're charging $60 a pop on a game, yeah, you made your money. There's no reason to charge fees on top of that. So yeah, no matter it's... if it's PlayStation 4, Wii U, the Xbox 361, 
Not there's no reason for it. You buy a game and I want to let you borrow it. I should be well, able to buy it. Is Nintendo was the only one so far that did not was not going to do this, and they did yeah. that. The Wii U came out. There's I can lend the games out to people. No one has to worry about paying because that's work, feed and stuff that's how the system started. I mean, when Mario came out and came with Duck Hunt, I we found out from Zelda because I think Ryan had a friend at school who said, "Hey, I have this game. You should check it out." Ryan, I think, checked it out, and then we eventually went back and got the copy like that Christmas because the kid wanted his game back. Yeah, yeah, and, like that was the only way we. We're going to find out about these other titles. Yeah, Contra. I found out Contra because I went to a friend's house and they had it. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, that was the only way it's, I was ever going to find out about so it. It's so weird that you have to sit there and, I mean, how many games have uh, you let me that you're like, oh, you got to try out this game? Or if I've done that to you, it'd be like, you got to try out this game and stuff like that. And it's like, because we wanted to share in the same uh, game, but it's not like, I'm not going, hey, Kyle, I just got Borderlands. You need to go out and spend $60. $60 for you to get Borderlands. To get Borderlands. I'd be like, well, that was the joke. If you ever saw Penny Arcade, uh, there's this comment with uh what was it uh, uh scott uh Kurtz, he says the problem with him is like you know they they were doing uh tribes i think when tribes came out again yeah. and they were saying like oh my god oh no no what was it it was that one with uh by the creators of borderlands but it was that other one scribe or something no no, no. uh you're talking about uh um it's that one you know with the guy with the mask and it was like you could choose different classes and it was like a versus game and like there's rogues there's warriors no. Rift or something like that. Was it Rift or? I gotta, I gotta do this. I'm thing. trying to remember what it was. It was oh something protocol. Something yeah, I think so. Let's see. Here. Alpha protocol. I th- want to say so. Basically, there was a game that came out and Scott Kurtz was talking about it where basically he said like you know he goes home, he turns on his Xbox and he sees he wants to watch Netflix and everyone else is playing this game and all week long, oh my god, it's the greatest game! Like money came out of the system, like it's so awesome, like stuff happened. Yeah. And so finally he says, okay, damn it. Goes out, buys sixty bucks, buys the game, pops it in. Now they're already on to another game, and he's like, "Son of a b! Like I just bought the game. It's sixty dollars. Like why do I have to like now run out and play like Monkey Baby Cabana Battle Seven? Like yeah. why do I have to do this? So it's like I mean, and that's how you get your initial dollars. It's like people going out and buying the game initially because it's like that's and that's what I mean is they should start rewarding those people who are so dedicated that they will wait until midnight to buy a game for yeah, sixty you know. freaking dollars. Like reward some of the people. Like don't punt penalty them because now they want to share that love with other people yeah, and charge them a fee for you know buying the game. I mean, prime example, we both went out, we got the Bioshock Infinite, and then you realized, hey, you know what? I never finished Bioshock 1 and 2. But instead of me going, oh, you should go out and buy that copy, I was like, I own them. Here you go. And lickety-spit. It's like, imagine if I gave those to you, and then you go to pop them in your Xbox, and it's like, you have to pay $60 to... Just even see if I like the game. Yeah. Like, it's... that's the biggest thing. Like, we used to be able to rent games, and, like, now they have Redbox, and which they... you can still rent games, but, so now how is that going to work? But Redbox also has the... Oh, that's a... see, that's the other thing. How are rental... How is Gamefly going to work? How are all these games going to work now with the rental system? And especially now... Now, think about Bookman's. Oh yeah. You trade something into Bookman's, you pay what, twenty bucks maybe for a used game. You're like, this is awesome. Yeah, they pay go, the person ten, they charge you twenty, you get the game and it's you come home and then you have to activate it onto your system now for another what, like fifteen, twenty dollars. Twenty bucks and it's like, well and then that means whoever has the copy on their system it gets deactivated. Exactly. And then but the stupid part is if you think about it, if you spent like all that time and effort to get that used game, you might as well just go and want to just buy it brand new then. Exactly. 
And that's, you know, and that just fathoms me because, like, what if you were in a household where maybe you have, like, six Xboxes, but only one person goes out and buys the game. Uh-huh. And you just want to share it between everybody. Like, that's just going to make it harder for people to enjoy the game. And I get it. I get why they're doing it. You know, you're worried about somebody's going to buy one copy, burn a whole bunch, and share them. But that's what your updates are for. And that's what your product is for is to make it harder for people to copy. You it. know how you can solve this problem? What's that? Go back to cartridges. I'm telling you, blowing it, it's super hard to copy that. And there's ROMs for that shit too. I mean, like, there's yeah, no winning. There's, there's no, no way for you to stop. As, as soon as as somebody wants it bad enough for free, they'll go ahead and then they'll do it. So it's just I don't know. It's it's a very big thing, and you can't really like we can't make any decisions yet until we you know no see more. How and that's no kind of what this like article that. was about. Because I know PlayStation's thinking of doing it too, and you know Xbox is thinking of doing it. But then it's like to me, I'm like, well, if this is going to be the concept, then I go, then everybody needs to shut down their gaming systems and just make one game console. Yeah, exactly. Y'all need to shut it down and do your own thing. I also say, too, like, if you're going to start causing, basically charging a subscription to a title, mm-hmm. then it should be a lot cheaper. Because my subscriptions to things are a lot cheaper than me going out and buying all the Blu-rays and DVDs every time they come out. Yeah. I'm more, f- you want to charge me fee after fee after fee for trying to want to play a game and try and enjoy it? Fine, but that game better be no more than four or five dollars. Like that, I, I you want to do that route? Then fine. Then my, that game is going to be four or five bucks. Well, then I say this. Then if that's the case, if we're going to have to pay this much money for playing games and stuff like that, I say when you go back on Xbox Live, if you're a gold membership, anything that comes out, downloadable content, stuff like that, it should be free. Free, exactly. That's what I feel. You want to make your money? You're a gold member. Bam. Guess what? Unlimited downloads on all DLCs for titles that come out for yep. you being a gold member. Maybe you make it 60 a year, 70 a year, whatever you want to do, but that's your benefit for getting that. And then you don't need to make a game that's 60 freaking dollars. Yeah. It's only four hours of play. You make that game. Yeah, that's the other that. thing. That's what I'm saying. That's the other thing I say. If it's, uh, you know what? That's what they should do. You're going to make a game. If it's so many hours long, then you can charge the $60. If yeah, if it's, it's 40 less, hours long, I'll pay 40 bucks for it. You know, some of that. It should be the amount of time that it's going to be playing and stuff like that. Because I feel there's some games that you pick up and you're just all like, oh, well, that was it. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm one and done. I mean, so far, the only game that Here's, I... That uh, was it? God of War's for prime example, like God of War two, God, God of War one, two, and, and three. Like, you burn through damn. it, and then you're just like, okay, well, why would I go back and play it? Yeah. I mean, granted, the new one has that online feature, but it's like, all right, but how how much enjoyment am I going to get out of this before they close the servers? Exactly. So it's just a huge mess, and I don't know. We still have to, like I said, we can't. I'm not making any judgment calls. I have to read all the facts. I have to look at everything, and you have to wait in, exactly until E3 to see what's going to happen. Because no one knows what's really going to happen yet. We're all just making. This is the problem. We all are just making assumptions. assumptions we're yeah. all just make, We're just assuming. But things. I know it just we're has more just... and more people, and more and more uh, people have been asking them, um, you know, specific questions based on these yeah. questions we want to know. They keep getting different answers, and it's one of those that's it scares you because it's like if that's seriously what they're reporting is close to the truth. Yeah, it's very scary then because it's like you know I might have to rethink what I'm going to do because I was just telling you. I want to go out and buy a new Xbox One because my system's about to go. Yeah. I'm up for an upgrade. I have a PS4 option. I have a PS3. I have an Xbox 360 new one. Yeah. I have an Xbox One. I have a Wii U. I have all the oh yeah, all these great products that are coming out that I have my choice to spend my hard-earned do- dollars uh-huh. for. And right now, I went from being like woohoo to now just being like whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly, I think I I kind of made a good choice of buying the Wii U when I did because now all I have to focus on is games. 
And it's like, to me, it's like, okay, we don't know how these systems are going to work. I already own that system. So it's not like if Christmas time comes around and nobody wants those two new systems that's come out and people are buying up Wii U's, it's like, well, I already have one. So I have to worry about that. All I got to do is buy all the game concepts now and stuff like that. And it's really just kind of weird because it's like even that other system's coming out. It's only going to be $100, you know, if you count the second controller, $150. And a lot of people are looking into that because it's kind of like, okay, We'll see what happens. You know, it's it's one of these things that this this might be a weird year for consoles because uh, literally both systems, uh, both PlayStation and Xbox has come out and said, okay, this is our new systems. This is what we want to do. Yeti, yeti. But they haven't shown us really much of anything. They don't really have all the facts. Uh, Xbox at least had a console to show us. PlayStation was still waiting to see what's going to uh, that's going to look like. And it's just it's just really it's just really bizarre. This has like been the first time that I think a lot of people like, I know, a lot of the hardcore fans are set. They don't really care. They're like, yeah, whatever. So you have your PlayStation fans and your Xbox fans. But then you got people like me. That was the game. It was called oh, Brink. Brink. That yeah. was the one that they were saying that. Oh, we got to play this game. We got to play Brink. Yeah. And it did horrible. Yeah. And no one, you know. Uh, yeah, Brett, uh, Brink. Uh, that was the one that Scott Kurtz was talking about. Yeah. So, so, I mean, and the game comes out, you know, or not the game, uh, but the systems are going to come out and you're going to have those hardcore fans that buy, but then you got people like you and me who are gamers and, want and, this game. and we're just like, okay, well, how is this going to benefit us? Because now you're telling me, okay, not only do I have to pay, uh, you know, certain things with these things, but now it's more of the fact that like, Hey, if I beat a game and there's nothing for it, I can't like, you're telling me if I trade it into somebody, or a store or whatnot, it's like someone, uh, Microsoft or PlayStation is still going to be making money off of this. Yeah, and like I'm the one who gets penalized for wanting to be a gamer. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense it to me. It doesn't make any sense. And speaking of that too, one of the other things that was talked about this week is a guy wrote a really funny article about achievements mm-hmm. and how he's kind of become an achievement whore and like it's kind of ruined games for him. Oh, yeah? Because instead of him getting to play a game and like it was funny because during the State of Decay, that the the video I saw, people were playing it, and all of a sudden an achievement came up, and he goes, they were just kind of like reacting like how everyone reacts. Oh, cool, an achievement, like, mm-hmm. but not like really like we're you're looking for it. Yeah. But this guy wrote this funny article about how he's got over fifteen thousand uh, achievement points, oh, wow. and he was just talking about how like it got to a point where like he's playing games like Jetpack Joyride, like really stupid games because he knows like Kung Pao, Kung Kung Fu Panda. Oh yeah. He's like, look at all the achievement. That's a t- ten thousand achievement points I can get easy because this is like an easy game like he'll yeah. play whatever just so he can get like the most out of achievement points oh, wow. and like to me it's like i like it better when you're just playing a game and you get an achievement for something like you're playing call of duty and you shoot a sniper yeah. from far away and it's like oh multiple kills in a multiplayer yeah. match like that's just like a nice little bonus but like to actively sit there and research a game to the point where you're like okay well i have to do this this and this to get this achievement to me it, that's a little bit much like what is your feelings on like the well, achievement system? Way, i love the achievements and i love the trophies and i love all this kind of stuff but it's not to a point where i'm sitting there going like i'm buying this game so i can get a trophy i'm buying this game so i can get an achievement and stuff like that uh it was like that at first where like the xbox is like well i might as well just buy things on xbox because i get a little bit of a bonus yeah it's like kind of thing but then playstation started doing i mean we doesn't do that but there's not any games that i'm like well i'm not buying these games now because they don't give me achievement i still enjoy it and some of that but it's just a little extra incentive now there are the fun parts of the game such as skyrim oblivion uh borderlands and stuff like that where there are games where you know you can get all the achievements like you look at the achievement list you're like hey you know what i actually can get all these there's nothing like ridiculous like you have to win a hundred battles online you know flawlessly to get this achievement 
Dortmund or something like that. You know, if it's something like that, I'm not like, well, I'm really not going to play online that much. So this is like, I just like to play. And when achievement comes up, you're like, okay, cool and stuff like that. But if it comes down to like, such as Oblivion, if you do every single side quest in Oblivion, you'll get an achievement. Now, I want to do these side quests in general. Like, I want to do the Thieves Guild. I want to do the Mage Guild and stuff like that. So I'm going to get those achievements just by playing the game. And I'm going to get all the achievements for that because it's very right, easy. Right. Because it's kind of just step by step. But it's just, just a step by step thing. But it's not like, oh, okay, I really have to. And I actually like that in that aspect because in like Oblivion or in Skyrim especially when Skyrim when you play a game Skyrim and you defeated like the vampire lords or something you all of a sudden like yeah. mission complete and all of a sudden you get the achievement it's a nice little bonus because like the game itself is so much fun yeah. that you don't lose you're not there for the achievement you're there because you're enjoying the game and then just as a bonus and it's, it's kind of like cool. oh you completed this chapter and it's actually kind of cool this. because you can actually see like that's how I knew you beat Bioshock Infinity I actually went to your achievement yeah you're like, like aha I was like oh I wonder how far Kyle is I was like oh he's already beaten it okay cool so, yeah it's kind of like a wow like and that's nice like thank you and, for completing and, the game and it's also kind of cool because you also can kind of compare your stuff and be like oh wait how did you get that one yeah like we had that one with the tank and like with the left for dead like yeah, you guys you were know? wondering like how did you solo the tank and it just so happened that i was playing multiplayer yeah some other multiplayer had the tank they were all my other group was either already in the bunkhouse and like i fell behind or was far ahead so i just went to town on the tank lit him on fire you know his life's depleting i just kept running around shooting him and he died and all of a sudden it was like whoop like you got the achievement yeah. and it was like that is amazing like that is so awesome yeah like and there's certain stuff that but there's like some games it's like like i have i've beaten games like especially gears of war i've beaten the first gears of war we went back and played it on a hardcore and i think we have to play it on insane and stuff like that but after we beat it on insane and stuff like that like i don't think we're ever gonna go and go okay i'm you know, gonna try to get all these multiplayer yeah, achievements. Exactly. i just <laughs> we just like to play because it's fun to play and stuff like that so it's just and that's where i think that's that's the issue is like you need to make your games fun and if there are achievements that are easily obtained or even if there are challenging in this aspect of like as you're playing the game shoot a dragon like in the head like yeah. 10 times like fine like whatever but like the shooting the dragon part should be fun enough that that's going to happen like you shouldn't be like oh my god it's so tedious to try to punch a dragon in the nuts like it should be like well okay prime example the there's a there was an achievement actually in the sonic generations that I got didn't even know I got it uh, it was just like very random or whatnot but you beat the first stage and you get an achievement for the prologue but then it gave me another achievement i'm like oh what was this for and I was just playing the game to play the game. Apparently, if you run through the first stage of the Sonic Generations and not lose any rings, oh, nice. you get an achievement for it. But I didn't know about it. I wasn't yeah, planning on it. I was, just, I was just playing the game. It's like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. So then it's like, oh, this is interesting and stuff like that. So it's like, that's what I like about it because it's like, uh, like there are those things, especially with IGN, they used to have their how to get these achievement forms and stuff yeah. like that. And they literally tell you like, and to me, it kind of ruins the game when they tell you like, oh, yeah, because Jessica Chobai used to do that like for she's like, as Red soon, Dead Redemption. Yeah, she's like, as soon as you get the game, make sure you look at the achievements. It's a, and I'm like, why can't we just enjoy the yeah, game? Yeah, why can't I just play the game and then I'll go look at the I mean, that happened to me, especially with Red Dead Redemption. I got that Bunky, the bunking, the bunk, brunky, the fucking bronco, the one. bronco one. Yeah, and that, <laughs> and how that happened was, it's like apparently bronco. you have to break three different kinds of horses. Yeah, but mm. what kept happening to me is I got my horse stolen or my horse dies. So then I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I see a horse. Little yeah, after that broke it in, I was like, okay, and then all of a sudden the thing came up. I was like, really? And I'm colorblind, so I couldn't even tell the difference between the three different horses. Yeah, like this was kind of brown. It, it, it's like that's brown, that's a light brown, that's a white or something. It's just funny like that. I was like, oh, well, I ended up because even you were like, hey, you got the the Bronco one. I was like, yeah, by accident. I wasn't <laughs> even. Play I literally like. I was out in the middle of nowhere. I cunned down a couple of guys. They killed my horse. I'm like, shit, I got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. So I literally walk over. I see a horse. I lassoed it. I pulled it in and stuff of like that. And then it's all like, blink. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, fine, whatever. But I'm literally was just like, I got to get the fuck back to town. <laughs> got the thing. So, you know, it's very amazing. Like, 
Like, that's the kind of enjoyment I like about that. Now, there's certain things, like, especially with Left 4 Dead, after we played it so many times, there was that kind of fun point of, like, hey, you know what, let's try to get this. Oh, how can we get this one? Especially when we were playing those team matches and some of that. And it was really fun because there was, like, one where, like, you had to play as a hunter and you had to jump from, like, a roof to onto somebody. You had yeah. to get, like, so many feet or something like that. And that was actually kind of fun trying to just... you had to be like, okay, how far can I go and how close It was actually really kind of fun to do that because then you actually got to see the trajectory of how far the hunter could yeah. jump. And then, like, and the tongue went, too, with the spinner. Yeah, the, the, you had to be able to try to pull the, Yeah, the so smoker and stuff like that. So, I mean, that that's the kind of stuff that's fun. But, I, like... Like, like, literally, I know Borderlands. If we were to play through Borderlands and get through every single mission yeah. and everything that, you're going to get every single achievement yeah, just, just by, by playing, doing, the, playing game. the game. But we're not going to sit there and go, oh, we have to do and this. I like actually the it. ones that are hidden, too, where maybe it's something like the Mario one that you showed me, where it's like if you jumped on all those, the skeevers or whatever, yeah. the scavenger things, like you got the Mario, like do the yeah. Mario. Which yeah, I was there was like, actually oh. one where I found a boat. And it's like, you found a boat. And I was like, like oh, okay. So it's like, that's that's the kind of enjoyment and the fun and stuff like that. Like, I don't know why, like, so many people are so hardcore about getting all these. Like, the Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed 2, I have all the achievements in that. But that was not planned. That was just one of those games where you could play through every yeah. aspect of it and you could actually get all the achievements. See, like, I thought it was funny because, like, I was thinking about, like, Final Fantasy VII, prime example. Like, you could beat Final Fantasy VII and tell people, hey, I beat it. And people are like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then you could be the other guy who went, like, oh, I got all the Chocobo. I got all the things up to five stars, all yeah. the materia. I found Knights of the Round. I did this, and did, like, and then you just go, "Wow, you have no life." Yeah. And so I mean, there's a and there was no achievement for that. Like you just did that because yeah, you enjoyed you playing it. it. So now it's like you get that achievement. It's like, you know, do you really brag that? Oh, I got all the achievements in this game. I think in some regards, like, yeah, but if it's Kung Fu Panda... It, like, yeah, when it comes down to certain... Like, <laughs> okay, know. like, a prime example. Le, uh, the Lego games. The Lego Batman, the Lego oh, Indiana yeah. Jones, the Lego uh, Star Wars, all those. Very fun games of that. Very easy games. And yes, you can get all the achievements in the games with no problem. Yeah, just do it. But... Does that make me feel even better if Kyle were to look at my gaming here going, oh, wow, you got all the achievements in Lego Batman. Good for you. Like Good Kyle would just job. be like, wow, you just pretty much played through the game because that's literally how pretty you get much, the yeah. achievements. It's not like, like, oh, you'd be Lego Batman. It's like, oh, so you punched the Joker five times with Bane. Okay, so you really had a lot of free time and stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. You so, gave the monkey all the bananas. Yeah, you gave the monkey all <laughs> the bananas and stuff like that. So it, it's just very weird and stuff like that. Like, don't get me wrong. When I first got the Xbox, I was a little like, ooh, I want to get this, I want to get that, I want to get that. But then I realized it's like, why why am I buying games or playing games that just so I can get these stupid achievements? Like, I don't even enjoy this game. So then I just stopped doing that and I just kind of like the enjoyment of, hey, I'm going to get a this game, game and stuff like that. Because, like, I mean, you can go back through and it's like, yeah, I beat Gears of War, but do I have all the achievements? I think I only have like 300 from that game. But yeah, I'm and not... then the thing is, like, you know you're going to play it again and again and that's how you can get some of the other ones. Well, yeah, that's true and stuff, but it's not like, but it's not like as soon as I beat, you know, Gears of War, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back through I gotta get all the achievements I gotta do this and stuff like that and I mean like that's like us okay like literally like Halo Halo's a prime example. We like playing it through. We like seeing the challenge and stuff like that. Yeah. I, but it's not... Yeah, especially. But it, it, I don't see the point of actually going through. Like, there's some games where, like, you are close of getting all the uh, trophies. Like, I was like that with Ratchet and Clank. Uh, one of the Ratchet and Clank games. I literally only have to get two more, like... Uh, things to get the trophy like the platinum trophy but i accidentally saved over my game Aha! so now i'm like do i really want to take the time and go back through or am i satisfied where i'm at i'm like it's not really that big of a deal what you gotta do steve are you not doing pacino you gotta take your time and go through the game again no uh are you trying to be matt's replacement <laughs> no i just like doing it but as far as I'm concerned, I think I think that's about it for me. Um, uh, well, yeah, so a couple games coming out. We got The Last of Us June 14th. Okay, yes. Man of Steel June 14th. Man They're actually Joe. making a game? 
No, but just the the, the movie. movie. Okay. So that's why I'll say you'll not hear from me all summer because after that comes out, I'll probably disappear. Uh, the Oya, which is another reason you will not see me. That comes out June 25th. Nice. Deadpool game also comes out June 25th. So that's where we'll all be like, where the hell is Steve? He'll be playing Deadpool. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And then, of course, the friends uh, of mine... Uh, he announced the state of decay, and that comes out June fifth. Definitely look it out. Let's see if it comes out downloadable. Yeah, because it is going to be that one that's going to be like Last of Us is going to probably consume your gaming summer. From what little bit we played, you know I could see people being I... like, "Oh, this is fun," because the graphically alone. Well, I'll put it this way: um, as as much as I know Naughty Dog games, uh, like that. Once you get one of those Naughty Dog games, you really can't put it down, but you blaze through it as fast. Like Uncharted, yeah. prime example, fantastic game stuff like that, but way too short. Like yeah. they they go by like it's, oh, don't get me wrong, it's an eight hour, nine hour game. And stuff of like that, but it's really like you just kind of blaze through them and stuff of like that. So I have a feeling Last of Us is probably going to be the same thing, but I'm going to enjoy it. But for I what I saw, though, it could be anywhere like a Red Dead where you could just keep going and going and going. That's true. So, but it is uh, it is a pretty fun game, and uh, I, I'm actually looking for this forward to the State of Decay. Speaking of other games that are being released during the summer as well, just as DLCs, there's going to be the HD version of the Ducktales game. That's true, and also the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game up Dude. to four player, which looks fantastic. If you have not checked out any of those trailers yet, I highly recommend it because it looks terrific. It's 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 just blowing me away of just like how like oh my god this is awesome. So, um, but yeah, and if you want, yeah, our get gaming question this week. How about what's your favorite Ninten- Ninja Turtle uh, video game? And Ooh, for what system, oh, like I already know that hands down, Turtles in Time for Super NES. That's yours. Me, it was the actually Ninja Turtles two arcade that came out for the NES. Um. The burning, uh, because that whole thing was so ridiculous with the whole like we crashed into the you and I played it online. Oh, right, yeah, and we were laughing because, like, okay, you play and you're like you're on skateboards fighting on the freeway yeah. and they're shooting missiles and stuff at you, and then all of a sudden, like, it shows the van crash into a side rail. We fall over the side and we're like, yeah, we'll bug, woo, yeah, we land. And then, like, I had to pause the game and I was like, okay, wait a minute, who the hell's still in the van? Like, somebody was driving, we need to get like an ambulance, yeah, like, sure it's just they're destroyed. Okay. Yeah, just like, like, let's like, go, yeah, we're just like, woo, like, like, because at the time, you're like, yeah, this is awesome, but after we replayed it, we're like, what the, yeah, like, what who's the up hell? there? Someone's dead. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so no, yeah. Favorite. Actually, if I could find a copy of Turtles in Time for the Super NES again, I would totally pick that up since I hooked up the. Uh, yeah, Super and I Nintendo got the one the, that they re-released for. Yeah, the I really like the re-release. But I was watching uh, a guy who does the Angry Video Game Nerd. Him and uh, his friends been doing like they play like old games. So they're playing the Turtles in Time, and I forgot how much. Uh, stuff they removed from the actual, like they added into the cartridge, opposed than what was in the original arcade and stuff of that. I was just like, oh, I forgot how fantastic this game was. So, and also the uh, the other one they made that was actually another cool thing. Turtles in Time was for the Super NES, and then they also re-released the um, or not re-released, but then they made another one for the PlayStation or the Sega, and that was the uh, the Hyperstone uh, heist. That's correct. I forgot about that, that one. That was like the first two, like when it finally they, they were doing that, where it's like each, it's like two separate games came out for two different systems. Like they were exclusives for each system, which was kind of weird. But um, up until that, so if you want to check us out, uh, my gamer tag, as always, on Xbox Live is School Days, S K O O L D A Z E 069. Same on PlayStation, just remove that zero from the 69. And for the, I believe, the Wii U, it should be. Uh, you got to check it because I still have it as the other one. No, it should be School Days zero nine two zero nine two. Okay, well then I'll change that. But um, yeah, also follow me on Twitter at Stephen Mooney Jr. Also follow us on Twitter at Arcade Dash Underscore Bros. Uh, also, don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the Fern Network. And Kyle, where can they find you? They can find me at Broken Robo R Zero B Zero, both on PlayStation Network and 360. 
And of course, you can find me at MooneyStudios.com. That's my uh, game company. And you can also find me here at Arcade Brothers with Steve, part of the Four Eyed Radio Network. Okay, until next time, kiddos, keep on gaming. This has been another production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com.